Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native, and the father of the Effortless English system that trains you to speak English fluently, speak English powerfully, think in English. This is key, very important to think in English. This helps your fluency. Speak fluently, speak confidently, speak English effortlessly. When you train, with my Effortless English VIP program. The VIP program trains you to speak fluently, to speak effortlessly, to speak powerfully. Join, commit, don't quit, at Effortless English Club. Dot com. Commit, don't quit, at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's my VIP program. Welcome to you to my VIP program. Commit to my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. You must commit. Do not quit. Worry. Worry. Our new book club book, we're starting it this weekend. It's about worry. You know, another word uh, you'll see a lot now in news, in uh, media, even just people talking, conversations in English. They often use the word anxiety. Anxiety. A-N-X-I-E-T-Y. Anxiety. This is a popular word now, anxiety. Oh, he has anxiety. Uh, lots of anxiety. Many people feeling anxiety. Uh, the adjective is anxious. Anxious. A-N-X-I-O-U-S. Anxious. Well, basically, anxiety means worry. <laughs> it's, it's almost exactly the same meaning. Worry, worry, worry. But what is worry? What is that? What do we mean when we say worry? I'm worried. I'm worried. I worry a lot. I have a lot of anxiety. Now, sometimes people have the idea when they hear anxiety, the, 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 the idea of stress. Oh, a lot of stress. But it's, it's really different than just stress. Well, when we're saying these words, worry and anxiety... What we're talking about, the most basic word we can use, the most common basic word we can use to understand these feelings, these emotions, is the word fear. That's what anxiety is. Anxiety is fear. It's a kind of fear. Worry is also a kind of fear. Worry and anxiety both are fear about what? Fear about the future. That's basically what worry means. When we talk about worry or anxiety, we're talking about fear and specifically fear of the future. 
Of course, we don't feel fear about the past because it's already finished. So we feel fear right now, right? In the moment, sometimes you're, you're afraid right now. In the present moment, that's possible. You know, for example, I I don't like high places very much. So, but for some reason, I always challenge myself to, uh, or I frequently challenge myself to do crazy things like uh, go rock climbing. Or the last time I did something like this, it was in Bali, the island of Bali, on the island of Bali. And I did something called canyoning is kind of interesting it's canyoning canyons are like these these deep um they're kind of kind of like cut by streams or rivers right these so you've kind of got like a flat land and then the river cuts like the grand canyon is probably the most famous the one in america right and they can be very very tall and deep and so what you do in canyoning it's kind of interesting it's kind of fun you go down the canyon sometimes you swim in the water but sometimes you get to a big waterfall a big cliff and you have to get on a rope and you have to go down this very tall um, rock wall next to a waterfall. And I did that. And I can remember the tallest one. It was very tall and there's water all around. And oh my God, I was so nervous. I was right at the edge. And it was my time to, you know, go down, right? To step out and just, just onto the rope, right? Nothing holding me except the rope. And in that exact moment, I felt fear, right? That's fear in the present moment. Uh, My muscles were tight, (laughs) kind of breathing very heavily, right? My heart was beating heavy. I probably was imagining falling and dying. That's present moment fear, and it can often be very strong depending on the situation. And you're worrying about something. You're afraid of something that's happening right in the moment, right? Right at that moment, I was hanging from a rope very high up on a rock wall on a cliff. Worry, though, is about you're worrying about something that might happen. That's the difference, right? Fear in the present moment is usually something that is happening. It's real. I really was there. So... In many ways, you know, fear is more logical. And, and, and in fact, many times fear is completely logical, completely rational, and uh, completely intelligent. Right? Again, like if you're, uh, let's say you're swimming, you're in Australia, and you're swimming, and you see a crocodile, a big crocodile, swimming towards you in the water. You're going to feel fear, and that's a good thing to feel. You should be afraid because you are actually in real danger. So fear is useful because what? The fear is going to make your heart pump and you're probably going to swim as fast as you can to get out of the water. Right? The fear I had from the rope, especially because I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, a professional uh, rock climber. I'm, I'm not experienced. So it, it was a good fear to be afraid of falling and it because it would make me more careful, right? I held onto the rope very tightly. I checked to be sure that everything was tied correctly. I checked two, three, four times because I was so afraid. Well, that's, again, it's a useful fear. I don't, you don't want to, you don't want to be uh, too casual in those situations because you might make a mistake if you get too lazy. So the fear is actually very useful in those present moment 
real situations. So what about worry? The problem with worry is that, number one, it's not actually happening yet. You're afraid of something that's not yet happening. It's not real. It's in your imagination. It might happen. Maybe it probably will happen. But not yet. It actually is not happening yet. So you're afraid of something that's not actually happening. That's one thing about worry. Because, again, you're afraid of something in the future. That automatically, we don't know the future 100%. So therefore, automatically, you're afraid of something that is not yet real. So that's the difference from present moment fear. Now, with worry or anxiety, same, same thing, same meaning, you, you will sometimes get the similar reactions to that strong fear, right? I said the heart beating, you know, these are stress reactions. But with worry, because often it's about something in the future, um, these reactions are a little less, right? They, they can be a little smaller. Maybe you don't notice them as much. It's just a little bit of an increase in your heart rate uh, or the, the tension, the, the tightness in your muscles. You, know, these, you do get physical reactions from worry, from anxiety. And the prob- another problem with worry and anxiety is that long-term, these physical reactions, if you're constantly worrying all the time, this creates a kind of stress in your body and it can cause you to get sick. It can cause... Uh, Lots of problems, actually. Another problem with worry is that because you're afraid of something that's not actually happening yet, it causes you right now to make bad decisions. Your, your thinking is not so clear. Because remember, fear is useful in the moment. When it's actually happening, you're really, really, really in danger now. And what's happening, that fear reaction is helping you to run away or to fight. And that's physically what's happening, right? That's why your heart beats faster. That's why your breathing increases. That's why your muscles start getting tighter. You're getting ready, you know, to fight or run. We call it fight or flight. That's the actual reaction you're, you're feeling. Because if it's real fear, you're in danger, right? Again, like if you're, let's say you're walking around and a bear is coming, <laughs> right? You're going to feel fear probably. Because again, what, what do you need to do if a bear is coming and he, and he might attack you? Well, you're going to have to fight for your life or run for your life. But with worry, it's very, very different. It's not happening now. And so, in that way, the reactions and even the fear and the thoughts that come into your mind can uh, actually be very irrational, not rational, not logical. Because it's not happening, it's not real, you can just let your imagination keep going and going and going and going, right? Your imagination is almost limitless. So you can keep imagining terrible, 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 terrible things and they get worse and worse and worse and the fear gets worse, the worry gets worse, the stress on your body gets worse. And this is when you, the worry causes you to make bad decisions. The worry causes you to not see the situation clearly. You don't think so clearly when you're worried too much. So you're having the reaction, the fear now, but the actual event has not happened yet. Right? So you can see there's not a connection now. 
real fear in the moment, there it's it is logical because it's there's something dangerous now and you're afraid. That's not that's fine. But with something in the future, nothing nothing bad is happening right now, and yet still you're afraid. Still you're worried. You're anxious. And this creates lots of problems. What do we worry about typically? What are we afraid of? I, you know, I, I can think of four basic categories. Number one, we're afraid of loss. When we worry about things, what are we afraid of? We're afraid of losing, losing what we have. Now, of course, this can mean money. And, and this is something that, a lot, that happens with a lot of rich people. They worry more about money than poor people sometimes. Why? Because they're afraid of loss. They're afraid of losing all the money they have. If someone has no money at all, well, no need to worry. You have none. You can't really go lower. <laughs> well, you can actually, but you, you see the point. What else do people worry about? They, they worry about losing status, and it's another loss, status. Status means, right, public opinion, what other people think of you. So famous people. This is another reason famous celebrities can often be uh, very unhappy people and they worry, worry, worry all the time. They're very afraid, actually. They, they're afraid of losing their money. They're also afraid of losing their status, their fame, right? Because everybody, oh, you're so great, you're so wonderful, and everybody pays attention to them and makes them feel important. But what happens if their career goes down? We've seen this happen many times. They become less and less and less famous. Nobody cares about them anymore. They lose their status. We fear losing our health. Now, in some ways, this is rational. Because eventually we will lose our health. Eventually, this will happen. But if we're worrying about it, it means we're worried about the future. And so this can actually make our health health worse faster. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. You can see the problem, right? If you're always worried about your health, oh my God, oh my God, oh, oh if I'm going to get sick, oh my God, uh, I'm, I'm getting older, I'm getting older. Uh, you can actually make yourself get less healthy because of the worry. The worry will actually make it worse. You know, it's okay to be concerned, uh, to, to understand that, okay, as you get older, your health may go down, so you need to eat better, you need to exercise, you need to do things to take care of yourself as best you can. Of course, of course. But it becomes a problem, it becomes worry when you're just, it's just the fear. You're not taking any action. You just worry, 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 and then the fear actually makes your health worse. And people, uh, we Fear losing uh, relationships. So someone might break up with you. Someone might, you know, your marriage might end. Uh, friendship might break, uh, etc. You can lose your job, right? So fear of loss in general. Fear of loss. Fear fear of losing what you have. That's good, right? It's that means like your your pleasure, the pleasurable things, the good things in your life might go down or be lost. Similar to this is uh, the fear of failure. We fear failure, right? Of We feel being successful and then failing later. But we also are afraid, often we worry about uh, just trying to succeed and then failing. And of course, in the school system, this fear of failure is you know, made stronger and stronger and stronger for most kids and most people. 
another kind of fear and worry that we have is the fear of pain. Now, this, this again, is at, a, at, at some level, this is, of course, completely logical. Nobody likes pain. So, of course, trying to avoid pain is, is, is a rational and logical thing. But again, it's when we worry, 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 worry about it. And we're imagining all these possible kinds of pain we might get. And most of them never happen. So, what are we doing? We're just creating a lot of fear and stress for no reason. And, of course, there are two kinds of pain. You know, we have a physical pain, right? Your body hurts. And then there's an emotional pain, the sadness, the depression, the, all those kind of emotional pains. And finally, the biggest of all, of course, we, have, we fear death. We fear our own death. And we fear the death of people we care about. Again, of course, at a certain level, this is completely logical and rational be because everyone dies. Everyone dies. Every living thing dies. And it is frightening and it is scary. But, of course, just constantly worrying, 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 worrying about it all the time means that you don't live well now, while you still are alive, if, you've, if your whole life you're just full of fear, you're still going to die anyway, right? Everyone else that you know is still going to die anyway. So, of course, we have a, some level, we, we, we can't avoid this, uh, thinking about it. And we don't like this, of course, but if you worry too much, if you let that become too strong, then it can destroy your happiness right now. It can make your life, while you are alive, very unhappy. Now, here's the thing. All these things I just mentioned are fundamental. They are basic parts of life, of physical life, of material life, of having a body. And essentially, the simple truth is that they are unavoidable. Every one of these is unavoidable at some level. We will have loss in our life. There's no way to avoid it. Nobody avoids that. You will have losses of different kinds in your life. Absolutely, 100%, you can't avoid it. It's part of life. It's a reality of our material, physical life. You will have failures in your life. Unless you try nothing at all in life, you will fail sometimes. You're not Superman. You will fail sometimes. I will fail and you will still fail more. <laughs> okay? Can't avoid it. It's part of life. Pain. You're going to feel pain. Sometimes you're going to have accidents physically and you're going to feel physical pain. Uh, you're also going to have emotional pains in your life. Cannot be avoided. And as the last one, the big one, of course, death cannot be avoided. And thus, at some level, the fear is natural. And this is part of us, maybe it's part of the problem of being humans. It's one of our maybe benefits and our curse, right? At the same time, is that we can imagine forward into the future. It seems better than other animals. And so we can think about what might happen 30 years from now. And then we can imagine all the bad stuff that could possibly happen at that time. We know we're going to die. We can imagine it. 
And we can imagine and imagine and imagine all kinds of things. And indeed, we know that many of them will definitely happen. This is, this is one of the hardest parts about being human, right? I mean, this is maybe one thing we can uh, admire about animals and, and almost envy animals is that as far as we can tell, as far as we know, that they don't seem to do this. That, let's say, a dog is not thinking about, oh, yeah, and, you know, in 15 years, I'm probably going to die. <laughs> right? They, they don't seem to think about that. They're more in the moment. <laughs> but, of course, you know, on the other side, the, the us having this ability to imagine, we can also use it in very... Uh, powerful and positive ways that make us feel happier. We can we can make plans for the future. We can imagine great and amazing goals. We can improve ourselves, become better people. We can, um, we have, uh, you know, a, a spiritual life and we can imagine and, and ex- even experience you know, spirituality and, and thinking beyond this life. So it's kind of two sides, right? Two sides. It's on one hand can produce a lot of pain, this worry and fear and imagining of the future, and on the other hand can help us quite a lot. And so, like many things in life, we have to learn how to use this ability of imagination, of thinking about the future. We have to learn how to use it well, how to use it skillfully, how to use this ability to create more happiness for ourselves and others, more success for ourselves and others, more meaning for ourselves and others, more virtue for ourselves and others, a deeper spiritual life for ourselves and others. And like many of these big philosophical topics we have, um, you can find this idea or these ideas in all aspects of life in the very practical and in the very philosophical both you know we're we're thinking about death and life and life after death and God and spirituality and the the meaning of life those are big philosophical topics very deep on the other hand we can also just worry about very small things right very 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 small practical things you know like oh oh, how am I gonna how am I gonna um, pay for my rent next month very very practical (laughs) right so we have this kind of worry and fear in in all levels of our life from the very very deep to the very 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 practical with English I see it all the time this is one of the things I do as a coach an English coach is to help you with your your fears and your worries about English I I had to learn how to do this. I realized this was so important because so many English learners have a lot of worries. They fear making mistakes. That's a big one. Always so, 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 so nervous and afraid and worried about making mistakes when they speak English. Pronunciation mistakes, vocabulary mistakes, grammar mistakes. Of course, this comes from the schools mostly. But it's a very, very, very strong worry or fear for many people. But here's the the truth. Your mistakes are unavoidable. You know this. Learning a foreign language, mistakes are unavoidable. 
You absolutely 100% will make mistakes. You have already made mistakes, of course, and you will in the future. Here's another little piece of truth. Even for a native speaker who learns English as, as a baby, grows up speaking English, like me, I make mistakes sometimes when I speak English. I don't know, sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes there, there are some words are difficult to pronounce, even for me. Uh, sometimes I speak very casually and I will uh, uh, make grammar mistakes. Lots of people do that. Mistakes are unavoidable. And the truth is, most mistakes are really not a big problem for English. If you're, especially in just conversation, just speaking in conversation, it doesn't really matter if you make a lot of mistakes. The important thing is, are you understood? Does the person understand you? Can you communicate? And can you understand them? If the understanding is happening, then it's good communication. Eh, some grammar mistakes, not a big deal. No, you know, of course, continue to improve, but just relax about the mistakes, okay? There's no need to be fearful and worried about them. Pronunciation mistakes um, can be more difficult because pronunciation mistakes do cause problems with understanding, right? The person can't understand what you're saying, so they're, huh, what, what, what? But again, you just got to relax about it and just keep improving. Now, some people, some English learners, they're more afraid of... Uh, you know, struggling, of having difficulty, of not understanding things, of feeling like everything's difficult. Some are afraid of feeling embarrassed. This is connected to making mistakes, but they're, they're really mostly afraid of the emotion of embarrassment. Oh my God, I, I, I said something stupid. Oh my God, I, I pronounced that word wrong. And they, that, that it's more of a feeling they lose status. They think the other person... Uh, you know, is laughing at them or something or thinking badly of them. Some people fear forgetting vocabulary. It's a common one also. Hey, Jay, oh my God, uh, I, I, I try to learn these new words and then I forget some of them. And they get really afraid of that and worried about that. But again, it's totally unavoidable. That is, your, your, your memory's not 100%. It's, this is 100% unavoidable. <laughs> again, I forget words too. I was just, re just recently reading a book, very philosophical. So, I had a lot of kind of uh, uh, less common words, you know, kind of words used in philosophy. And uh, I had to, you know, look in the dictionary really quick and the online and remind myself. I, I kind of knew the meaning of the words, but I don't use them very much. I don't see them very often. So I kind of, kind of forgotten them a little bit. I had to go back. What does that word mean again? And I looked and like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, right. So th this is very common. So why, why is worry bad? I mean, what, what's the problem with worry? Why should we stop worrying? Well, because number one, worry causes bad decisions. I said that earlier. It causes you to make bad decisions. When you, when you start imagining all these terrible things that might happen, when you start focusing on fear, because that's what happens. When you're worrying, you're focusing on fear. Not faith. Not trust. Not confidence. Not problem solving. 
not improvising. So you make bad decisions when you focus on fear, 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 and you're worry, 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 worry. You make bad decisions that often make the situation worse instead of better. You can often cause your own worries to happen. <laughs> right? It seems crazy. Like, like at the health example I said. You can often cause bad stuff to happen because you are worrying. If you would not worry, it wouldn't happen. But because of the worry, you make bad decisions, you cause stress, and then the bad thing does happen. And you're making it happen. Or you're making it worse. It can cause extra problems. Here's another thing about worry. It causes extra pain. Sometimes in life, painful things do happen. This is true, right? We do lose things. People do die. Uh, we can get sick. All these things. But when you worry, you're making it even worse because you're causing a lot of pain to yourself before it happens. Like, imagine I told you uh, next week you're going to break your leg. I, I can see the future. I have the magic ability. I can see the future and I know. So I tell you, you're going to break your leg next week. It's going to be very painful. Well, you're, you're going to break your leg. If you know or you don't know, it's still going to happen. But if you, if you know, and I tell you, now you're going to worry, 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 worry for one week. So you get the extra pain of the worry, of the fear, and then you still get the physical pain. So the, the, the worrying didn't help you. It didn't do anything, didn't help prevent what happened. It just caused you extra pain, an extra week of emotional pain. So this is the other thing with worry is that it, we actually suffer much longer, <laughs> right? It's the same thing when you die. You know, if you worry, worry, worry about dying too much, well, then you spend years and years and years living in fear, feeling stress, feeling terrible. You're still going to die. But now you've caused yourself a lot of extra pain also. You make extra mistakes when you worry. Again, because you're, if you're not worried, then you can focus, even if you have problems, even if there are possibly bad things coming in the future. If you don't worry, you focus on solutions. You focus on dealing with the problem. But if you, instead, you focus on just worry, 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 just the fear. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, what if this happens? Oh, this is probably going to happen. Huh? Uh, uh, and then what do you do? You make more mistakes. And this is related to making bad decisions. And so you create extra mistakes. You create extra failure. You create much more unhappiness. Yeah, here's another extreme example. Uh, you know, let's imagine a war. You're in a war and you're fighting. You're on the front lines and you're fighting. You know, when you read war stories, um, the guys in the middle of a battle, they're not actually usually worried. You know, everything's happening so fast, so stressful. They have to focus just on surviving, fighting and surviving. And especially the ones who, after, who, who do survive and they have more experience, they're veterans, and they, they are in many battles, they stop worrying. They, they don't worry so much. They just deal with trying to survive and fighting and they deal with the situation. And that's probably why they do survive. Instead, 
if you if they just would just sit there oh my god oh my god oh my god and just focus on worry 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 and going crazy with fear those are the ones who are probably going to die they're more likely to die so the question is this questions we have a few questions on how to deal with worry Number one, how do we handle these life challenges more calmly? Right? I mentioned many of these things cannot be avoided. They are. They are part of life. So how do we handle them calmly? How do we deal with them? How do we find meaning in those painful things, those losses that we can't avoid? How do we find meaning and how do we handle them more calmly? With less fear or with no fear? How do we avoid or cure worry? How do we stop worrying and start living? And that is our book. (laughs) That is our next book. It is by Dale Carnegie. It's an older book. I don't know, maybe what, like 100 years old, something like that. How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. It's, it's a fairly famous book, actually. Dale Carnegie wrote a, um, a couple famous books, and this is one of them. How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. That's our next book for our book club. So I'm not going to answer these questions right now because we have a whole book to read. And Dale Carnegie is going to give us many, 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 many answers to this question, how to stop worrying and start living. He has many, many, many different methods, techniques, mindsets, strategies to stop worrying, to reduce the fear in your life and start living a happier life. Start living a happier life. Stop worrying, stop the fear and start living a happier life. So please get the book. Um, you can get it on Kobo.com. You can get get it on Amazon.com. Get the ebooks. Easy to get the ebook. Again, it's a famous book, so easy to find. How to stop worrying and start living. Get the English version. Let's read it in English, shall we? That's why we're doing this. Is we're going to learn the topic, but we're also going to learn English. So, as usual, I will be back with a live show, and we will start uh, with section one of the book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. Join and commit to my VIP program to speak English fluently, speak powerfully, speak English effortlessly, think in English Train your English with my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. You've got to commit, don't quit, to my VIP program. Stay with it. I promise you, you will speak fluently and powerfully. You just have to commit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com.